snow days here could be on the decline. But potholes, on the other hand, maybe not so much. Chicagoans are reporting them to 311 by the thousands. And suburbanites, we know your roads aren't immune either. Here to explain how the city deals with pesky potholes is Michael Drake, Deputy Commissioner of the Chicago Department of Transportation. Welcome to Reset, Michael. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. And we want to hear from you, too. Tell us, where are the biggest potholes that you have seen? Has your bike or your car been damaged by a pothole recently? Give us a call right now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, that number is 866-915-WBEZ. So, Michael, seasoned Chicagoans, they already know, but, but why are the months between December and April considered pothole season? Uh, those months are considered pothole season due to the numerous uh, freeze-thaw cycles that we experience um, with the amount of pre- different amounts of precipitation that uh, freezes within the roadway. So what causes potholes so that we understand? Um, they're caused by uh, cracks within the pavement uh, during the freeze-thaw cycle that um, water gets into it and you know, when the ice forms and uh, breaks apart and deteriorates the pavement. And how big are we talking here? How big can potholes actually get? Um, they can be as big, varying, varying sizes. There's, there's all sorts of sizes. So how can residents report them when they see them in streets and, and alleys? Um, they can always uh, call it into the Chicago uh, the Shy 311 mobile app or the uh, call 311 um, and report the, uh, report the location. Are you able to, to file a claim and, and get reimbursed? Like, how, What does the process look like from there on? Um, from the, if there's a damage to a vehicle, there's a city clerk. Um, you can file a claim with the city's clerk's office. How is the city prioritizing which potholes to fill? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We uh, typically start with the arterials, the heavier travel streets, and then daily we review the um, high-volume uh, locations in the CSR system. Mm-hmm. Last week, ABC7 reported pothole reports were actually up 59% this year. This is compared to the same period last year. They they cited 311 data. Can you tell us more about what the latest data show? Uh, currently, we're in the equivalent process from the previous year. So now we have about 175,000 potholes filled, and we have 25 crews on a daily basis uh, filling potholes um, throughout the city. So do we know, Michael, if there truly are more potholes this year, or is it a matter of us just getting more complaints this year? Um, it's it's a mixture of both. Um, yeah, the, the pothole complaints are, you know, the number of potholes filled obviously are increase this year, but we've used that um, from the mild winter that we've had in this last couple months with the increase of the freeze-thaw cycles. We've leveraged that uh, mild winter and to be able to use Mm -hmm. um, to begin our milling process for our resurfacing program. So um, we should be seeing those numbers starting to decrease as our uh, resurfacing operations begin. Well, we we talked a moment ago about how to go about reporting these these potholes, but Again, so that our listeners fully understand, what kind of damage are we talking about? What does it do to a car specifically? I could give a flat tire, um, depending on speed and uh, location of the pothole, um, and you know, just to report any kind of damage to the city clerk at the you know, ChicagoCityClerk.com or call uh, the number uh, 744-6861. 
And, and we can't forget about uh, bikers and, and folks on scooters too, right? Because they can cause big risk to those travelers as well, right? Um, they're existing in the roadway, and as long as everyone's traveling at a safe speed and being alert to their surroundings, uh, it should it should pose no danger to similar with um, with vehicles. Michael, let's jump to the phones for just a moment. We've got Anna joining us. She's calling from Uptown. Hey, Anna, welcome to Reset. Hi, thank you. So what's your pothole story? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, I was driving on Lakeshore Drive, and there's a really large pothole on the left-hand side, and I was probably going, you know, around 40 miles per hour. And as soon as I went over the pothole, I got a flat tire which then quickly blew. Um, so it was pretty unsafe because people are going pretty fast on uh, Lakeshore Drive. So yeah. um, ended up having to pull over and eventually had to replace all of my tires. Mm. Wow. Anna, thanks for sharing that. I'm sorry that you, you had to deal with that. I, I've, I haven't quite had to deal with it to that extent where I had to replace all my tires. So I'm, I'm sure that was a, a nuisance for you. Uh, Michael, I'm sure you have heard this story plenty of times. How much does it cost to fill these potholes? I mean, is it coming out of the city's budget? Um, there's a, it's an MST fund, a motor fuels tax fund that, uh, that pays for um, roadway maintenance. What does that mean? Is that part of the city's budget or is this coming out of individual ward budgets? No, it's a citywide budget. It does not come out of the ward's budget. I see. The city is, is responsible then for, for filling potholes on the streets, but how, how long does the pothole patching process take? You know, from the moment where you identify the hole to actually filling it and then having it dry? Um, it varies. depends on the amount of uh, work that is, you know, how big the pothole is or if it's going to require further remediation. But typically from start to finish, from request to filling date, we like to be uh, within 10 days from request to, uh, to completing the pothole. While we have you here, Michael, we've got a question from another caller. Here's Patrick in Melrose. Hey, Patrick, welcome to Reset. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Um, my question, yeah, Lakeshore Drive, the northern end of Lakeshore Drive is horrific with potholes. But my major question is, some of the streets are paved with concrete. And when they develop a pothole, they are being filled with asphalt, which doesn't bind to the concrete. Why don't they fill it in with concrete and let it dry? I'm, I'm always amazed what, what, when they do that. Thank you for your question, Patrick. Michael, what's your response to that asphalt versus concrete? Um, the asphalt uh, patching on concrete is the um, until a, a further complete uh, patch repair can be completed is the safest, most cost-effective uh, repair. And uh, if you start putting in chunks of little patches of concrete, um, those are those could dislodge and become a safety issue as well. But uh, the asphalt patching is the quickest and uh, most cost-efficient repair on that type of roadway until a permanent repair can be um, determined. Michael Drake's the Deputy Commissioner of the City Department of Transportation. Thanks so much for your time. You're welcome. We're still taking your calls. Tell us, where are the biggest potholes that you have seen? Has your bike or your car been maybe damaged by a pothole recently? Call us now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, that number is 866-915-WBEZ. We'll turn now to John Greenfield, who's editor of Streets Blog Chicago. Welcome back to the show, John. 
Thanks for having me. So you've been listening in to our, our brief conversation there with uh, Deputy Commissioner Michael Drake. What do you think of, of what he had to say? Uh, well, you know, that was a lot of, a lot of good nitty-gritty information about how the city handles pothole repair. Um, you know, what, I, what I'd like to talk about with you is just kind of changing our perspective on the issue of repairing streets. Okay. So, uh, you know, fixing potholes is very important. Obviously, it's, it can be a safety issue, especially on high-speed roads like DuSable Lakeshore Drive. Um, you know, we don't want people damaging their cars. Um, potholes also affect bus riders, you know, makes for a, potholes make for a rough ride. Uh, they're a danger to bicyclists and scooter riders, like you said. Yeah. Uh, they're even a bit of an issue for pedestrians because, you know, if a driver hits a massive pothole and goes careening onto the sidewalk, that's a danger to pedestrians. But, uh, what I was interested in talking about is just kind of thinking about how we allocate, uh, our transportation funds. And, uh, you know, street resurfacing within wards is done by uh, using ward aldermanic menu money. It's like these discretionary funds that each of the 50 wards gets. Yes. So each nowadays, each ward gets, I believe, $1.5 million a year for doing infrastructure work through the menu funds. And usually the alder decides how that's going to be spent. Sometimes they do what's called a participatory budgeting election where citizens can submit projects to be uh, funded through the menu money. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, whatever gets the most votes gets funded. And you, you've also been following some aldermen who are dedicating parts of their budget to more than just this, right? More than just resurfacing streets. Yeah. So right? traditionally, traditionally, that ward menu money has been used mostly for uh, repairing streets, um, repairing sidewalks and lighting. You know, just kind of meat and potatoes projects. But in the wards where the alders have the most progressive policies towards transportation, they're starting to rethink that formula. Um, a good example is uh, Matt Martin in the 47th Ward, which includes Lincoln Square and some neighboring neighbor neighborhoods. Um, so he, uh, there, there's a site called Bike Lane Uprising. It was founded by Christina Whitehouse, and they... Uh, they advocate for safe bikeways. And one interesting thing they did this year is they did a breakdown of how each of the 50 wards spends its its uh, ward money. Mm -hmm. And then they tweeted that out. So I'm looking at this, this chart they did for the 47th ward, which had the least amount of money spent on streets and resurfacing. They only sent, spent 46.9% uh, of their $1.5 million on uh, street resurfacing. Actually, I'm looking at it. It's between 2019 and 2022. Okay. Um, but then they also, that freed up money to do things like striping bike lanes. Um, and they spent 16.5% of their their uh, menu budget on traffic calming. So that's things that uh, make drivers go at safe speeds. Yeah. So they're spreading create... the wealth, it sounds like. Yeah, not just not just car projects. I mean, resurfacing streets is popular with drivers. Especially, we may be spending too much money on fixing potholes on side streets where it's not really that much of a safety issue. People aren't driving very fast, usually. Um, so it's good that, uh, you know, some of the more progressive alders have reallocated some of that money from just, just yeah. fixing streets for drivers to sustainable transportation projects. I mean, are, are you dealing with this right now? Is there a pothole maybe on your block or in your neighborhood, John, that's just driving folks crazy? 
Uh, you know, I, I don't drive much, so potholes really are not much of a problem for me. I mostly get around by walking, biking, and transit. Okay. Um, you know, I definitely understand that fixing potholes is important, but I think we've been we've been paying maybe a little bit too much attention to it when when there are other things we should be dealing with with sustainable transportation. I just wanted one other thing I wanted to say about the ward funding thing. So in contrast to Matt Martin in the 47th ward, up in the 41st ward uh, that includes O'Hare and the far northwest side neighborhoods, Bike Lane Uprising found that uh, Alderman Napolitano spent over 93% of his money, ward money on street resurfacing. So that's a that's a pretty car-centric allocation. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I want to point out is there's there's an equity issue at, at play here that, that Matt Martin has pointed out, that like he's got a pretty medium-sized ward, maybe a little on the small side, so he doesn't have to spread his ward money so thin. He doesn't have that many streets to repave. But um, you take a ward like the 10th ward on the far southeast side, uh, that includes neighborhoods like East Chicago, South Chicago, and Hegewish. Um, that is like three or four times as big as the 47th Ward, yeah. and they get the same amount of money. So, you know, they, they have to spend more of their money on street resurfacing. Let's jump back to the phones, John. We've got Jeff on the southwest side who's been waiting to, to join the conversation. Hey, Jeff, thanks for calling. Uh, yes, hi. Um, I hit a major pothole about a month ago on an entry um, ramp onto the, onto the Stevenson southbound and and my tire you know uh, exploded now i had to limp to the nearest place i could safely stop there was a major it was it was nighttime major safety problem and then and, and then i had to wait four hours for someone to come and put my spare tire on then i called up to to uh, find out if there's a reimbursement. Um, I was referred to their website. The reimbursement is only if they've had adequate time to be aware of the pothole and to fix it. So they can always say, oh, we didn't know about it, mm -hmm. and you're on your own. So, you know, um, 300 bucks for a, you know, a tire yeah, wow. uh, on, on, on a brand new car. So the Michael, whatever his name was, dissimulated on, on court. Call the county, call the city clerk, and that's not how it how it works. You've got to you've got to establish that they should have known about it and it should have been fixed. Yeah. So, sorry to hear that, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for sharing that story. We've got another caller standing by. Let's let's squeeze this call in. Here's Rudy in Greenfield Park. Hey, Rudy, welcome to Reset. Hi, hi. Uh, thank you very much for picking up my call. Sure. The the boulevards that connect to the vital parts of Chicago and his neighborhoods, the potholes are so bad between Halstead and coming from the Dan Ryan. That's like 800 west to about zero west. It was so bad that Cardinal was, uh, uh, Supic was doing massive visitation pairs. His car went into a, a pothole. And so on the south section, when because the boulevard goes straight all the way to Midway Airport, that logically would be a place where they should fill the potholes, maintain them, but they don't. Ashland Avenue from 95th Street going to, to the boulevard, potholes are all out there. It's very, very bad. Yeah. But yesterday, you guys had two aldermen talking to who are Democrat socialists. They never talked about <clears throat> their infrastructure budget, which should be a super infrastructure budget. And the money has come in because if you want to get to the hospitals, you're going to travel the boulevard. 
If you want to get to any other institution like Midway Airport, you're going to travel the boulevard right, right. or the streets. And so what is happening down the line, because these aldermen are more concerned about their political perspective and not servicing the taxpayers and voting constituents, we see what the response is. Nobody's coming out to vote yeah. because the connection is not there. So, so the money is there. I mean, the mayor had at least $9 billion in reserves, and the county has something like about uh, $3 billion in reserves coming from the COVID. Right. And so, so these elected officials got their own personal agenda, and it's killing Chicago. Yeah, priorities have, have shifted for sure, Rudy. Thanks for calling. Uh, John, you, you just heard some back-to-back commentary there. Any thoughts before we wrap? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that the second caller brought up Chicago's boulevard system. Um, so, you know, he was he was talking about potholes on the boulevards and um, how it makes it harder for drivers to use those as, as like arterial routes to get where they're going. And I, I think it's worth noting the history of the boulevards is they were originally designed as a network of like pleasure routes between the large parks. Um, I think the term is the emerald necklace. Okay. So... The, the boulevards were never intended as like, they weren't supposed to be clogged with drivers, you know, trying to get where they're going as fast as possible. They were supposed to be something that enriches city life, um, mm-hmm. makes it easier for residents to access parks. Uh, you know, you take, I think he was talking about Garfield Boulevard. He was talking about a boulevard that goes to Midway Airport. Um, you know, that's, that is designated as a biking route by the city of Chicago, but it's nowadays it's like a six lane road that's, terrible to bike on right um you know one way we can cut our our uh, pothole fixing costs is by doing road diets where we take roads like garfield that are really too wide for the amount of traffic that they carry and we do things like widen the sidewalks or put in bus only lanes yeah. or put in protected bike lanes and uh with widening the sidewalks and and putting in the protected bike lanes like that would save us on pavement repair. Yeah. That would save the number of problems. Good suggestions there, John. We'll have to leave it there for now. John Greenfield is the editor of Streets Blog Chicago. Thank you so much for your time.